You are welcome to this broadcast, and as we go along in the sharing of the word of God this morning, the Lord will bless each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Today we are considering the topic that I call the junction of life. The junction of life. And our anchor scripture today is taken from the book of Matthew chapter 8, from verse 28 to 34. Matthew chapter 8, 28 to 34. And when he was come to the other side, into the country of the Gagisins, there met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man may pass that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What are we to do with this Jesus, the Son of God? And I'll come hither to torment us even before the time. And there was a good way up from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when you were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down into a steep, steep place, into the sea, and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Praise the Lord. And um, this day, first of all, I want to look at that, put some emphasis on that in verse 28. Now, verse 28 says, And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gagisins, there met him to possess them with devils. Coming out of the tombs, they were exceeding fierce. These two possessed with devils were exceeding fierce, so that no man may pass that way so that no man may pass that way the implication of this is that initially there was a way there people were passing through that place it was a route to cross to the other side it was a path and that one will give us the definition of a way and a way is a road or a course or a direction or a path leading to another place or to another point is a passage and what happened there used to be a road there there used to be a way there people used to pass but because of this fierce looking men because of this men they were so strong or let's put it this way because of the powers along the way the people could not pass again and so the road was abandoned for so many times for many years we cannot say the road was abandoned because of those powers they were there. Beloved of God, at this point in time, we want to look at the possibilities. We imagine that you are going somewhere, and as you are going, you had an intention where to get to a to cross over to get to the point of the place where you are going. And as you were going, uh, suddenly you find that along the way ahead of you there were powers ahead that could not allow you even to pass what will you do at that point in time 
we have some possibilities of what a man can do at that junction. We had an intention to pass through, we had an intention to go to a place, possibly you are in a haste and you have made some success even in the journey, but all of a sudden you got to a place and you got hooked up, stuck up in the way. Why? Because you meant a power, you meant a barrier, something ahead of you that is now allowing you, is not allowing you now even to make that pass. What do you do at that point in time? And we want to look at four possibilities of a man at that junction. At that junction of life, where I have been making some progress, I have been coming, but unfortunately, you go to a point you couldn't move forward again. One, the possibility, the first possibility is for man to look at himself. Well, what do I do at this point in time? What thing I can do is to go back. Yes, I can go back from where I was coming from. If I cannot make a headway, yeah, but I can go back. This is the first possibility. And this first possibility is what we are looking at today. Beloved, the journey that we are making in life, we come to a point in our lives and we uh, find out that there is a barrier, there is a problem. And uh, at that point in time, the confusion will set in. Let me go back. Even though we have been making some success along the journey, but you think deep within yourself, let me go back. The only solution now is for me to go back. Why? Because I couldn't move forward again. Why would you go back, beloved of God? When you have been making some success in this journey, why will I cross? How will you cross this barrier? How will you overcome this power? And it is a question. Well, another possibility is for you to take another route. It's possible. Yeah, let me go. Let me take even the, the route that you may want to take may be a longer route, but you find it away as the only solution now. You are trying to take a longer route. Another possibility may be that you stand there and you are trying to look at what can I do? Uh, should I go back? Should I move forward? Looking at options uh, before you. And before you know what is happening, you are thinking, just staying there for a while. For days, you are there, weeks, you are there, years, you are there. Yes, it may not be in your initial thought to just stand there and be looking. But because of one reason or that, you want to take a decision and it's not, not coming forth on time. What you do is not coming forth on time. You are trying to consider the risk and the whole lot of things before you. And the fourth possibility is for you to damn the consequence. But today, let's look at the first possibility, which I shall call uh, uh, the possibility of going back. <laughs> Amen. Beloved of God. Going back in life is never the solution. Going back to where you were coming from is never the solution. More so, if I've been making some progress in that journey, going back and thinking that perhaps look at the journey, look at the time that's taking you to get to that point, then going back to where you were coming from again. Look at the distance you take you now to go back. Then, how will you do it again? By the time you now get back, how will you want to make up the journey? Amen. Jesus said, 
and the book of Luke chapter 9. That was the case of a disciple. In that portion of scripture, we have three disciples that had contact with Jesus. Well, let's talk about one of them today, and which is the last of them. In that book of Luke chapter 9, verse 61 and 62, verse 61 says, And another also said, another disciple came, somebody came again and said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them fear away. I will make a journey's journey with you. We go together. That's no problem. I made up my mind that we go together with this journey. But let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plough and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. What is this man saying? I want to follow you. I also be want to be. I also want to be your disciple. But let me first go and bid them farewell. Let me first go and say bye bye to them, which are my house. And after, I can come and follow you. This is a man that want to subject his followership to the master, to men's approval. Let me approve of it. Let me go and meet my people first. Let me go and talk to them concerning this journey I want to make concerning. Me following you and Jesus said unto him no man having put his hand to the plow plow is an instrument used in agriculture to make furrow and any man who is on the plow trying to make a straight furrow does not have anything to do with distraction does not have anything to look here and there. He had to concentrate on the plow to make a straight furrow. By the time the man begins to look back, he's not likely going to have a bumper harvest. For a plowman to be successful in his work, he must concentrate. He has to concentrate on the job that he has started. He knows that the only way is forward. And not being distracted by the things left behind. Why are you looking back? Why are you allowing yourself to have a reason? Or because of one thing or the other, one opposition or the other, one problem, a little problem or the other, that is a, a little bit of a issue can still be overcome. Why are you considering going back as an option? No. And uh, you see, in case the plowman starts to look back now, and his plow line will become crooked. Like I said, he's not going to have a good harvest. Beloved of God, at this junction, why are you allowing yourself to be encumbered with unbelief? Why are you allowing the challenges that you are facing now? To cause you to begin to look back. Going back is never the option. It's never the best option. At the moment in time, Israel, they got to a point. That's a location they go to. Even in the wilderness. That's a location called. A place called Kadesh Banya. When they go to that place. Moses sent 12 of them. To go and spy out the land of Canaan. Where they were going. And ten of them came with bad report of that place. 
And when the people heard about that stain, by the report of those stain, they began to cry. They began to weep. Oh, their morale went down. They became weak. And as we look at it in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 1 to 4, the scripture says how the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Because of what? Because of that report. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, O God, that we had died in the land of Egypt, where we are coming from. It had better been good for us, better for us than I mean, to die and die in Egypt than even in this wilderness. Oh God, we had died in this wilderness. Hmm? Better for us to have died in that wilderness, in this wilderness, or even in the land of Egypt, than deeply in that place where you say you are carrying us to. Beloved, is that your state now? You wish, your heart is always at where you started. Your heart has been where you left. You are even wishing where you are. Let me forget about the whole thing now. Beloved of God, it's not yet time. There is a better land ahead of you. There is a happy country ahead of you. And they were weeping, they were crying, bemoaning their state. Beloved of God, why are you looking back? Why are you thinking about Egypt? Why are you thinking about where you left? For the fact that the journey is like this does not mean that the future is not going to be better. And verse says, and wherefore, as the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives, even our children, should be a prey. How would they be a prey when it was God himself that was leading them? Why it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said, that's verse 4 now, that number chapter 14, and they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Let us make a captain and return to Egypt. Beloved of God, Egypt is not never the option. The Bible says, Isaiah chapter 31 verse 1, that woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. Where you have left, the people you have left, the relationship you have left, never go back again. Beloved, <laughs> those things that you have left, when it may seem that there are opportunities in them, and they are, sometimes you sit down and say, ah, and I had these opportunities. Some people may be giving you some things free, free drinks, free that, free clothes, free whatever. But I want to tell you, beloved, this morning, that it's never the best option. You have a better land ahead of you. Why will you go back to Egypt for help? What's the help that I've been giving you in Egypt? Where you left? Those who have been giving you rendering you some, some help. And it's as if the help was working for you. But you left. Why? Because as a commandment of God, God spoke to your heart and you left that Egypt. Because things are somehow now does not mean that God cannot show up. Even better. And much, much, much more better. A location you have left. A place you have left, a position, a position you have left, a relationship 
you had left some opportunities you think that uh, you have left sometimes you begin to ruminate ah i've had this opportunity before ah i missed that opportunity yes but there's a better opportunity some still carry the contact of their ex people they should have married if i've had a relationship within the past they see and they are now in a new relationship they still carry their contacts even with them beloved of god stop looking back stop looking back you are married to your husband you are married to your wife stay true to that commitment stop looking back stop going back to egypt there's no solution there you have left left that egypt you have left that realm that contact you have left it that relationship you have left it that position you have left it stop looking back amen and beloved of god what are we saying this morning we should not be like lost wife the woman looked back and the bible said it became a pillar of salt and you know that before somebody begin to go back you first of all look back yes we see you thank god for your life everybody please go for your life you are among the brethren but down deep down within you you know that you have been looking back yes visibly physically you have not seen you going back but in your heart already you are looking back beloved of god stop looking back because you're looking back we eventually cause you're going back and so lost wife looked back and became a pillar of salt uh, that was in the place sometimes and the brother was hearing that in the church of his, of his friend a friend of his the pastor just came back from Israel and um, when the pastor came back from Israel he brought some powdery substance and he offered them in the, some bread in the church that look at, look at this powdery substance I want you to taste it and tell me something about it and they gave it to some of them and they tasted those powdery substance and after asked them the taste is like what and they told the pastor it's like salt i now told them the salt in your mouth is the lord's wife oh some people began to spit it some people need to cough it out even though salt is good but that salt People renounce it, cough it out, spit it out of their mouth. Beloved of God, when you look back, that is exactly your life. You look attractive. When people look at you, they want this, they see you and they, you look promising. Promising unto God. Amen. They can see some virtues in you and say, Thank God for your life. But when men begin to take part of you, the find that you are not what you pretend to be. There are a lot of hypocrisy, hypocrisy in your life. Beloved, God, why don't you renounce all those things and stop looking back today? So that your thoughts can be accommodating even unto men. Knowing fully, you know, this is of thought for seasoning. Salt is also used as preservatives. Even disinfectants at times you use salt for. But once that's lost that savour, 
beloved of God, you, you lose your beauty. You lose your luster. You lose your glory. I pray this will never become your lot in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And so what are we saying, beloved of God, today, and it is a fact that forget everything. Forget where you have left. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, he said, Be brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, this one thing, this one thing I do, what is the one thing that Paul was doing? Forgetting those things which are behind. Everything behind, forgetting them. You have made some achievement in the past, forget them. Oh, God has so much use for wanting to do that great thing in the past, forget them. And what should you not do? Now begin to reach forth unto those things which are before, which are ahead of you. Forget those things. Stop to make glory of your past achievements. And verse 14 says, I press towards the mark. There's still a mark ahead of you. There's still a mark to be attained. Press toward that mark. For the price of the high calling of God. There's still the high calling ahead of you, in front of you. Don't look back. Don't begin to pride upon your past achievement and past glories. There's still a high mark ahead of you. And this is where you should be looking at. Amen. And so, beloved, the Lord is saying on this morning that what is the solution? How do we go about this? How do we overcome this? You have been looking back. Maybe you have even gone back completely. What shall you do? The Bible says, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. And that is uh, Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. And do the, the first works. Or else I will come on deal. I will come on to thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Amen. Stop where you are. Where have you fallen? Why are you looking back? What are those things trying to make, making you to look back? What are those things causing distractions and diversions? Beloved of God, repent today. Stay true to your commitment. Do your first work, and the Lord will visit you once again. Yes, I understand. It's one power that's trying to hold you down. It's also power that's trying to make you to look back. Uh, with where you have said, no, I'm not going back. But now, you are looking back. You have to burn the bridge behind you. Very, very important. So that you don't go back again. Burn the bridge so that you don't have a means to cross over to where you were coming from. The song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Why oh, have decided to follow Jesus? No turning back. No turning back. Don't turn back again. You have made a decision to follow Christ, to follow the Master. Never turn back. That's a decision you have made. Even in this journey, in this course of destiny, and you have started, even in that very calling, but you are facing with some disappointments, some challenges, uh, some people here and there, situations here and there, and it's as if you can't make a headway. No! It is possible. You can still make it. That power will be crushed 
Aha, that obstacles will be removed. Whichever power that is have caused you to to be afraid, whatever power ahead of you that you are looking maybe with you and you are looking at that frightens your heart and as if you can't cross over. You look at a lot of things around you, look at your family, look at your background as if how will I make it? How will I go? How will I cross over? How will I get there? I want to tell you, with master by your side, the master himself. Even as we go along in this uh, study, we begin to look at it. How the solution, how is it going to be? How God is going to help all of us able to get to that land? It is possible because the master is Jesus, the master of the sea, the master himself, Yes, master over every situation and circumstances. We come to your help today. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It will subdue every mountain. Yes, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It will break every barrier. In the mighty name of Jesus. And it will help you to cross every line. Every ancient line. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Every ancestral line. You will cross it today. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And you will get onto your Canaan. You will get your happy country, and the Lord Himself will be your God. I will say to you and say to you, way in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed, Amen. Beloved, see you for the part two of this uh, sharing together of this thing that we are con considering. May the Lord bless you and bless. Uh, your life, bless your family, bless your home and everything around you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you.